Before I jump into this podcast, I do want to give a quick shout out to my friend James Bean at SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out SeedsHereNow.com for monthly sales, James Bean's pocket full of freebies, and of course, easy peasy credit card payment options. To catch the latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 720 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about making your own spray to make your own fem seeds. Before I get to that part, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my friend Frankie. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Stash Drop 269 and Tartan Mike. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Jethro Earl and All Mixed Up. Let's send a thank you shout out to Uncle Gigi. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Chicago Dabber. I want to send a big thank you to my buddy Pro Brewer Home Grower. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to another good friend, my buddy Crazy Hand Grows. Let's send a thank you shout out to a friend with weed. I want to send a big fist bump to Sam Heads. Let's send a thank you shout out to Cincy11. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Tree Star Meadow. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to find the Patreon page. All right, I'm going to do a quick episode about making your own silver thiosulfate solution. This is how we do make feminized seeds. I'm actually in the middle of a work day. I was doing work, putting stuff together. I was like, I need to mix up that solution. I should spray these plants today. Today is the day. And then I thought to myself, what kind of podcaster would I be if I did not set up some cameras, throw up a microphone here, and get this episode recorded? So we're going to record myself making, I'm going to record myself making a silver thiosulfate solution. This will be used to make the next batch of fem seeds that come from Irie Genetics. This is the solution I am going to use. You're going to watch me make my actual solution, which I use for making feminized seeds. There are a lot of things we should talk about before we show you how to make this solution, but I feel like I've talked about those things many times. I've given uh, many other podcast episodes about the, the precursors, the prerequisites to making your solution and to selecting your plants. Briefly, I will say this. Selection is very important when it comes to making feminized plants. You want true female plants. If you're going to make a feminized plant, if you're going to reverse a plant, pick a plant that you know is a true female. We want a plant that has been tested. Uh, give it some light stress. Give it feeding stress. Maybe not all at once or do. But let's see if that plant shows you intersex traits. I do not and will not make feminized plants, feminized seeds from any plants that ever show me any type of intersex traits. 
Let's remove the word intersex, herm, hermaphrodite, especially eliminate the word hermy from our vocabulary when it comes to talking about femseeds and femseed production. There is no hermaphroditism happening here. There are no hermaphroditic plants being used if we're using silver in the correct manner. So now I can move forward. Let's stop saying herm. Let's use the right words. It is not a hermaphrodite. That's I would throw hermaphrodite away, so that's not what we are doing. Now I can talk about a few of the options when we are making femseeds. Uh, there are selfed plants, there are reversed plants. What we are going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a solution of silver thiosulfate. Also, my chemistry nerd friend says I say that incorrectly. Uh, if you think I say it wrong, <clears throat> politely do correct me. Also, I do apologize for the, uh, the rough voice here, the raspy throat. I was not prepared to record. I was uh, actually in the middle of my work day. So this is not recording normal time. Uh, my voice is not prepared. I may have been dabbing. I may have been doing other things. Uh, the voice wasn't ready, so I apologize. Free show. I love you. You're welcome. Don't complain. Uh, it may be silver theosulfate, thiosulfate. Uh, if it's theo, thio, either way, it's going to do the same shit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where was I? Uh, I'm going to mix up this solution, and I'm going to reverse one plant. I'm actually going to reverse three different clones of the same plant. We're going to put that pollen on multiple other females. When I put that pollen on a cut of the same plant, I'm going to reverse golden goat. Full disclosure, I'm going to reverse a golden goat female, three golden goat females to make a lot of pollen. Um, I'm going to put that pollen on another golden goat, of course. That will make golden goat S1, selfed golden goats. I will also put that pollen on a platinum tangy plant and a lemon skunk. We will then make orange gasm and lemon Jeffrey. There may be other bitches in the room that we can't talk about. They're going to get pollinated as well, but let's stay focused here. The other plants that get pollinated that are not golden goat will be what are known as reversals, R1s and S1s. We're going to self a plant, use its own pollen. Then we're going to self that plant, put it on other plants. That is a reversal. I've done full episodes on that. Wanted to give a little, uh, little background, a little prerequisite. Now, let's talk more about making this solution. We're going to be working with chemicals. I've got these chemicals here in my face. Let me move the iPad a little bit over. I had that mainly for the shout outs. Uh, let me check the recording. It looks like things are going well. Should be a good show. It's weird with the new mic placement uh, and the iPad in the wrong place. I'm out of my comfort zone. We're going to do the best we can with this new setup. Where were we? Let's talk about the stuff. Uh, we're going to be using chemicals. I do have a uh, bottle of sodium theo or thiosulfate. Sodium thiosulfate. I'll show that to the camera. I will zoom in on that. Maybe that camera's better. I'll get the best angle for the show. I promise you and uh, we'll fix it in post is what we're going to say here. I'll show you that. Uh, we've got this bottle here. We've also got this bottle of silver nitrate. I'm um, showing that to this camera. I'm going to hold it up here for a couple of seconds, let you take a look at it, show it to this camera. We'll see which one gives us the better view uh, in post. The cameras are kind of far away. We'll edit that to be appropriate. <clears throat> These chemicals, I do buy them from a company called United Nuclear on the internet. UnitedNuclear.com is how I think I find them. You can find them. They're very easy to find. I buy the two ounces of sodium thiosulfate and the 10 grams of silver nitrate. Uh, they're very affordable. One is almost still full. This one's almost empty. There's another bottle inside there is why it rattles. They give you the double seal. Um, very cost-effective, very affordable. These are very cheap products. However, they could be uh, caustic. They could be dangerous. They've got a bunch of notices written on the sides of them. You've got to be very careful when you're using these products. Something I highly recommend. One thing I'll start off with, uh, I like to dab a lot. I like to smoke a lot. If you're not a if you're not a safe person, if you're not comfortable doing shit, blaze. Don't do this when you're high. Maybe get a clear head. Maybe wait till after you do this to smoke. Maybe 
Uh, mix up your shit, then smoke in celebration. That's something I should mention. I'm not your boss, bro. Uh, my rule of thumb at work, if I'm the boss, is if I can tell you're high, you're too high. If I can't tell you're high, do your fucking job and have a good time. That applies to you right now. So don't fuck this up. Don't get these chemicals. Don't inhale these chemicals. Don't ingest these chemicals. Don't get them in your eyes. Be very careful. The first thing I'm going to do to be a good example, to be a good leader, I'm going to put on my gloves. You guys ready for your exam? I hope you're ready. Line up. Then after that, we're going to make some solution here. So I've got my gloves coming on. Oh, I hate it when the hands are all clammy and the gloves won't go on. These are the right size gloves and they fit just right. We're going to put on some gloves. Normally when I'm doing this, I would wear a mask. I'm going to do things differently. Uh, I already poured the chemicals. I already weighed them. Uh, they're, I've got them stored right here next to me so that I don't have to waste time doing that on camera. Also, I would normally wear a mask to do that. However, a mask and a podcast and a camera and a microphone seemed stupid to me. I don't want to do that. Honestly, the mask seems silly to me at this point, but this is not a political show. Um, I would get the gloves and the mask. I would also tie up the dreadlocks, but the way that I had them tied with the big hat, it didn't work with the headphones. We are adjusting. Um, do as I say, not as I do. Protect yourself. Take care of yourself. I wear maybe a good idea if you're a clumsy fuck, but that's not necessary in my opinion right here. Uh, it's a powdered chemical. However, again, if you're a clumsy fuck, get that eyewear. It's dangerous. You could get shit in your eyes. Maybe eyewear. Um, Rasta Jeff says wear eye protection just because legally I don't want to get in trouble, bro. Wear your eyewear, dude. Wear your gloves, wear your mask, type your dreadlocks, type your hair, type your loose sleeves. If you got wobbly sleeves, now's a, uh, if you get the wizard sleeve, now's the time to get, to get the wizard sleeve tied up. Sorry about that. Um, where are we? Type your dreads. Also work in an area where, um, if you spill some shit, it's going to be safe. Make sure you've got your iPad, your recording equipment, your power supply, make sure all that shit is scale. Make sure that's all on the same table. Don't really do that. I'm doing that for a video. Like I said before, do as I say, not as I do. Um, the podcast area would be perfect. Make sure you got a lot of electronic shit is what I wrote. Also, I may recommend have some paper towels or a rag or something available. Uh, we're going to have some water pouring here. Things could go awry. Like I keep saying, I'm, I'm not a Jedi. I'm not a ninja. I'm not perfect. Also not a clumsy fuck. I'm somewhere right in the middle of that. So I do need a rag occasionally going to have to clean some shit up. Now let's get down to business. Let's talk about mixing this solution. What do I have in front of me? We talked about the, uh, the two products, the silver and the sodium. I've got a scale because I'm going to weigh these two products in a very specific amount. I need uh, half a gram of one and two and a half grams of another. Then I'm going to put those into 500 milliliters of distilled water. I've got distilled water. I've got a gallon jug of distilled water over here. I'll hold that up for the camera. I can't find the handle of the bottle. There we go. I got a gallon jug, just distilled water, plain distilled water. I buy, I try not to let it sit around too long. Uh, I get a fresh one most of the time when I'm making the solution. So we've got a gallon of distilled water over here. I've poured that into two 500 milliliter measuring glasses. I'm just going to slide these closer to the camera view. They're both filled with 500 milliliters of water. Uh, it's the distilled water. Hold that up for the camera here. There you go right up to the 500 mil mark. So I have a liter of water here, essentially divided evenly. I've got my two powders. The way I would do this, and like I said, I skipped a step because of the camera, because of the mask, because of technology and to speed shit up, probably talked right my way through speed and shit up. But what we're gonna do, we're going to, I used a piece of paper. I just took a piece of paper and I folded it in half to make it easier to handle. Uh, sometimes if you don't fold the paper, it arches the other way and you lose your solution. So I simply, took a piece of paper, folded it in half. I set that piece of paper on the scale. Then I hit tear. Now my scale is at zero at this point. I sprinkled the product on there until I reached the desired amount. In this case, I was using the silver nitrate 
This is where the recipe comes in. Pay attention. We've got 500 milliliters of water, and I used one half of a gram of silver nitrate, okay? We're going to just set the silver nitrate right in front of here. That is the silver nitrate container. What I'm going to do at this time, so I've weighed it, right? I've weighed it out. Sprinkle, sprinkle. You saw me do it. I got a half a gram right here. You trust me? Do you want to see the scale or do you trust my weight, bro? Promise you, I tore, I teared the scale. What's the word? I tore, I teared, prefixed the scale. I don't know the word. Someone will tell me. Um, so right here, I do have half of a gram of silver nitrate. I don't know if it'll come up on camera. I'm not going to fucking finagle it and spill it. Uh, it's ex not expensive, but it's, it's right here. I need it. So I'm going to dump that right into the water. I'm going to tap my paper, just get that all into the water. It's in there. Uh, there is a, an imaginary trash can right over there. I know I've got some shit over there to clean up. So we're just going to put that over there here. I'm going to use a very technical piece of equipment. This um, we call a butter knife. I like this cause it's metal. Nothing sticks to it. It's easy to clean up. I'm going to put that in here. I'm going to stir my shit gently. I almost went too hard. Just want this to dissolve. It should dissolve pretty quickly. The product was chunky. So it may take a couple of seconds. You got a couple of fat rocks in there that need to dissolve. It's going, it's almost dissolved completely. I can see by looking through the glass here, it's gone. It's basically dissolved in there. So that part is taken care of. I'm going to set that there for a moment, get myself a paper towel. And then I'm just going to fold it up nice and scientifically. And then we're just going to clean this off. All right. The first part has been handled. We've done the first part. Just leave that there just because it's safe there. I know where it is. It's not fucking anything up. So uh, the next step, <clears throat> excuse me for the throat clearing. We already did this disclaimer. Next step, we're going to basically repeat the process with the sodium thiosulfate. For this product, we need 2.5 grams. So I'm going to set that right in front of here. I'm not sure how much of that's coming up on camera. It's far away from me to see. I did already pre-weigh it, but just for science purposes and video purposes, I'll set it right there. Uh, actually, I'll take it off. I will refresh the scale. It's refreshing. It's going to zero. All right, it's at zero. It's taking a minute. There we go. I got shy on camera. It's at zero. We'll set it on here. Hypothetically, I would tear it right now, right? I hit the tear button because uh, I put the paper on there. Now I would sprinkle my product onto there until it says 2.5 grams. I've already done that, so I know it's 2.5. What I can do now pick up my product. This is container B, sprinkle it right into container B. This one slid right off the paper real well. Just for fun, I'm going to set that on there. It shows me that is negative 2.5. So I know I started at the right point. I know that that's the right amount. I'm going to fold this up, toss it into the imaginary trash can, brush this off of the table here. We should probably clean up a little better. If you're doing this at home, clean up a little better. Don't leave shit on your table. If especially, especially if it's like the family table where a pet, a friend, a child could be clean the fuck up. Also, Here's another point that I kind of maybe skipped. Clean your shit before we start. Uh, I cleaned this bottle, this bottle, or this cup, a uh, measuring cup. Yeah, it's a cup. I cleaned the measuring cup. I cleaned my next jar. I cleaned everything with, I cleaned it real well with alcohol, let it sit, uh, water, let it sit dry. Then I cleaned it with alcohol, let it sit and dry again. I uh, did that about an hour ago. Then I set up the equipment. I cleaned off my scale real good. Everything is clean. My spray bottle is clean. My environment's clean. Everything will be just as clean when I leave. That's something important to think about. At this point, uh, I should be stirring this product into here. This one won't take very long to dissolve. It's pretty much, uh, this one's a little thicker than the other one. It will take a minute. It's pretty much starting to dissolve already. I could see the, the cloud at the bottom is going away. At this point, we can remove the scale from the equation. We don't need that. Uh, I've got my paper towel here in case I make a mess. Got more trash. Let's just toss that to the other hypothetical invisible trash can. We're going to keep stirring this. This will dissolve. I may fast forward part of this. Now, once these dissolve, we're going to simply combine them. 
I'm starting to see that the little crystals at the bottom are disappearing. There's just a little bit left to stir, maybe a little vigorous, a little more vigor. Don't spill it. I did spill it, uh, fill it right up to the top here, but I needed the 500 mils. And wait till you see me fit it into the one liter jar. That's going to be the fun part. Some of it will get spilled. So we're going to clean this off again. We don't need the knife. We don't need the scale. We don't need my little wiper towel. So those are going to go over here out of my way. Uh, make my OCD shine. Get all the used shit that I don't need over there. Now, where are we? We have mixed up our shit. Once again, if you're doing this at your space and you're not recording and have headphones on, get your dreadlocks tied up, get your long hair out of the way, have your mask on. At this point, the mask may not be necessary. The dry powdered chemicals are gone. This is where you want to think about your eye protection. Always use the gloves. These chemicals, I think they're slightly caustic. They could burn up your fingers, burn up your skin. I don't want to risk it. So we have got the two things uh, mixed together. Now, in science, you always pour, I wrote this down because I always mix this part up. You always pour part A into part B when you are mixing things. Uh, this is part A, this is part B. So uh, what I think we should do, normally, honestly, what I normally do is I pour them in here together. So I'm gonna move the iPad over just a little bit because I am a catastrophe once in a while. I'm gonna move the mic out of the way. I'm gonna pour parts A and B in here together kind of simultaneously at the same time. I feel like that mixes them real well. Uh, we'll see how they fit in here. And then once I've got that done, I'll bring the mic back and we'll continue on with our normally scheduled program. Just gonna move those out of the way, move the mic over and we'll get to action. Here we go. All right, through the magic of editing, I did speed that up a little bit so you didn't have to watch me try to slowly pour that in there and then dribble some onto the table. Anyway, here we go. It uh, We got it mostly fit. I've got equal parts left over in both containers, so my ratios are still correct. Uh, close enough, in my opinion, that's going to be just fine. There's a little bit left in each container. I don't want to spill it. I don't want to waste it, but they're even. Uh, so there's just barely any left in, in each container here, but this is as close to uh, that that's going to fit in here without starting to spill it all over the table. So now we've got our solution. This is our one liter of silver thiosulfate concentrated mix. This is 100% dilution here. We cannot apply this directly to the plant. This will cause problems. This will not be success if we apply this directly to the plant. At this point, we do need to dilute this product. The dilutions and application intervals are where this becomes kind of an art, kind of an adjustment. The same dilution rate and application uh, times and intervals are not going to work for every single plant. There are things to learn. This is just like working with people. Uh, it's just like taking somebody on a date. What well, worked for your last date may not work at all for your next date. So you're going to have to figure this out. There will be, you'll see some success, but to get this perfect, there will be some dialing in. This will be a little bit of a, a learning process the way that I do it. I get, and I said earlier, I was going to spray three golden goat clones. That's because I'm going to spray them all differently. Let's talk about the ratios. I'm going to spray these golden goat clones because that is the next step. I've got my spray bottle here. I've got a funnel. I don't have the funnel with me, so I've already failed myself. I do have a workaround to where we can make this work. I've got my spray bottle here. What I would do, I would spray this. I would have two or three spray bottles, honestly, or I've got another method that I do that uh, is gonna, that's going to remain one of my secrets here. I would have three spray bottles. I would mix up one solution that is 10% silver thiosulfate. I would put... Uh, how much does this one hold? 450. We'll say, just for uh, to make this easier, we'll say that I've got a thousand milliliter sprayer. I would put 900 mils of distilled water and uh, 100 mils. I lost track of my math. 100 mils of this uh, non-diluted silver solution. So now it is a nine to one solution. Nine parts water, one part silver. 
I would mix up a nine to one ratio. So I've got nine parts of distilled water, one part of our silver. I would also do another one that is an eight to two. So I've got eight parts water, two parts silver. Then I would do another one that is seven to three. So it's seven parts water, three parts the silver solution, basically 10, 20, and 30%. Then I would spray each plant. Let's talk about the schedule and intervals of when to spray these plants. I've got my golden goat plants. What I plan to do is I'm going to spray them seven days before I put them into flower. So today I'm recording on a Monday. I want to put those plants into flower next Monday. So I will spray them today, give them a full week, put them into flower next Monday. When they go into flower that day, I will spray them again. They'll get sprayed again. So we're going to spray them seven days before, and then we're going to spray them again on day one. Now here's where we've got to pay attention because now I will spray them every three days until about day 21 or around 25 or 26, depending on what I see from that plant. Some plants are stubborn and they don't want to reverse. If it's not reversing, keep spraying. Again, I'm using three different dilution rates so I can see some things. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But spray every third day. You're going to spray these plants about seven to ten times total each plant over the course of their life. Now, when you spray, spray that plant uh, just about to the runoff point, right when it starts running off. Soak it to where it's just dripping around. Be careful because the silver solution can stain things. It will make things have a like a purple shine to it or a silver color behind it. I should have stuff on this table, honestly. Uh, so spray the plants. Don't just spray the foliage. Spray the stems, the stalks, the leaves, everything on that plant. Soak it, the entire plant, and then it will absorb more of the silver. What's happening here, uh, brief science, I'm not a Scientologist or a chemistry major. The silver disrupts the copper movement in the plant, which triggers this plant. The, that's as far as we need to go. The silver disrupts the copper movement. We're trying to get the silver into the plant. The sodium thiosulfate works to penetrate the leaf surface and move that into the plant. That's why they're working together. That's why we mix this up. If you want to know more, I've done full podcasts about that. I tried to stop myself from digging down that rabbit hole because we could go deep. So now let's talk about times to spray. I think that's where I was, right? Somebody put me back on track. I'm the only one here. So I'm going to spray one week before flip. Oh, we're talking about uh, dilutions and intervals, right? I really kind of got lost, but we'll fix this. Uh, spray it one day, then spray it. Um, every three days, stop around day 21 or 24, maybe 27, spray it about seven to 10 times. Um, what was I, where was I going? Uh, so we're going to see things happen. Sometimes the heavier dilution will make the plants crinkle up and look angry. That's okay. We're not going for pretty plants. We're going for pollen here, but also sometimes too much silver can make the plants angry and they don't produce any pollen. Uh, sometimes not enough silver will make them not produce any pollen. Sometimes just enough pollen, but not sprayed enough, or just enough silver, but not sprayed enough times or sprayed too many times will make it not make pollen. There's so many variables here. We've got to learn how much and how often with each plant. The only way to really do it is to do it. That's why I say spray three. If you can do five, spray five of the same plant, spray them with that 70, 80, and 90, and then spray one of them more often than the other and less often than the other. Set up your own variables and take a lot of notes and see what works for the plants that you are working with. I've learned my plants. I've learned how to make the most amount of pollen that I can get from them. So it's just all trial and error, experience, experimenting. I'm pretty sure that's where my brain was going with that part. You'll see twisted, crooked, bent leaves, weird shit happening. Uh, don't be afraid of that. 
you're looking for pollen. The plants are going to start making pollen sacs. Um, you're going to see these female plants start doing shit you'd never seen them do before. Right where the new flower clusters are coming out at the top, you'll see these weird little round. It looks like they're growing a crown or a tip. It looks like a pine cone. It looks like a uh, like some kind of fruit. It looks like a little baby corn or one of those little star fruits. I can't think of the fucking name of it. A really cool looking fruit. Starts looking like that. It's growing out of the top of it. Um, that's the male parts forming. Around day 26, those will start opening by day 32, 26-ish in that time frame, they'll start making pollen. Uh, that's when you need to have the ladies ready or be ready to collect the pollen. My strategy, I generally start putting the females in the flowering room. Uh, so you're going to spray these plants one week. Or you're going to spray them on a Monday. Next Monday, put them in flower, 12-12. Spray them that day. Spray them every three days. Around day 26, they'll start giving you pollen. Maybe day 32 it's plant-specific, dude. This is really the part you got to adjust. The intervals, the timing, and the plants, and the timing. It's all fucking timing. Yeah. So uh, get the females in there. When the male plants start showing you, or when the female pollen donors start showing you that it is making male parts, and you're sure that that bitch is reversing when you're positive that you've done the trick, drag those girls into the flower room. You should time it just about right at this point. Like I've talked about before, my sun, uh, my platinum tangy plant that makes sun kiss and orange gasm, it wants pollen early. That plant that makes the strawberry uh, starburst, the strawberry fields I use, it wants pollen much later. So you could probably your first run figure it out by dragging them all in there. The first time you see the male parts really significantly forming on your pollen donor, do your first cross that way. Then learn the timing from note taking, uh, watching what happens, observation. Uh, learn from there, then make adjustments on your next crop. Always keep in mind, this isn't the last time we're going to do this project. Unless things go wrong, this isn't your last run. We're going to do this again. Plan to make mistakes. Plan to make adjustments. This is you're, the first time you're riding this horse. You're going to fall off of it. Don't be afraid to get back up on that horse, make some more fem seeds, and do that shit again. I'm going to review the notes. I got lost in one point, but I feel like I covered everything. I'm pretty sure that my point was talking about dilutions and when to spray. You're going to have to learn how often, how hard to spray. Just like learning somebody, got to go how often and how hard. You don't know until you figure it out. Um, spray them. Flip them. Spray them more. Keep spraying. Drag the girls in there. Keep spraying. Um, you'll get pollen. Stop spraying once you see pollen. You guys don't keep spraying the pollen. You'll, you'll ruin it. Uh, put the females in there. Let them fuck. Just let those guys pollinate the girls. Um, when you're sure that they are done, when the girls are close to their point that they're not going to receive any more pollen and you're sure the guy plants, the pollen donors are done uh, spitting out their pollen, cut off the tops and just uh, smack them around on the female plants. You'll knock out more pollen into the room, into those plants. Then I do something weird. I hang the plants kind of from the lights or from the top of the canopy. As the pollen donor dries, more pollen will fall out of there. You'll get that last little bit of pollen. Uh, get every drop that you can because fem seeds, fem reversals don't make as much pollen as we would hope. That's part of why uh, all the all the caveats, the catches, the tricks you heard are why fem seeds are more expensive. Um, learning the intervals, learning the timing, learning how much, learning the dilution rate, that all takes trial and error. That all takes note-taking, skill, repetition. So you have to do everything the same every time and just adjust your solutions. So that's why fem seeds are expensive. Also, it doesn't make as much pollen. So I make about, when I do a five by five space, I know how many seeds I expect from regs. I expect about half, maybe three quarters of that from a feminized run if I'm lucky. 
So that's why FEMS are a little bit more pricey. However, this SOP that I just gave you, honestly, uh, I charge a lot of money for this SOP. I have charged a lot of money for this SOP. There are many details I did not give you that I'd included in the written standard operating procedure, but this was an expensive SOP in the past uh, and a standard operating procedure that I would charge money for in a consulting environment. People were, uh, there are companies built on this SOP. You guys, Irie Genetics uses this. This is the solution that I will use to make more Femme Golden Goat, more Lemon Jeffrey, more Orange Gasm. Uh, Chernobyl to reversed golden goat. What I said that out loud on the show, that is going to be in the, in the room. So this is the solution I'll make. I'll show you how I'm going to get into this bottle. Actually, I'm going to just dump this one into here. Uh, we'll set this aside. That is hundred percent mix right there. That's basically the same thing that's in here. Then I'm just going to dump it. You got to go quickly because of the way that physics and science and shit work. I'm going to do it with the mic in front of me and see how much we spill, but booyah, go like that, get that into there. Now I can dump this one into here easily. That's how it's going to work. And then we'll do the dilutions. Um, that's how it's going to happen. I do my own ways of spraying. That's going to happen. Now, you guys, I'm excited to go spray some golden goat plants. I get to pull them bitches out of the veg area, get them to their safe space, spray them down, let them dry, give them a week. Then a week from now, we'll put them into flower. Then about 25, 30 days from there, we'll drag the other girls into the room. Then about so many days from there, guess what? Lemon Jeffrey, orange gasm, golden goat. Red pill and blue pill, feminized seeds coming soon. There will also be Chernobyl to Golden Goat testers available. I'm excited about that. I'm sure you're going to be excited about that. Right now, there are a lot of fem testers available. If you guys are interested in testing the fems, watch the fem or watch the tester episode number 590. Then join the Discord. Let me know. Uh, send me an email and let me know that you've done all of the steps required to uh, test and we'll get you tested. I've got a lot of test seeds I want to get out. All right, I'm excited to go spray those golden goats, get some fem seeds going. I think I've covered all the stuff I need to cover. That is feminized seeds, simplified. We're going to get this water into this sprayer. We're going to dilute it. We're going to spray some plants. We're going to make some fems. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, fem seed makers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I truly do want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Like I said before, this was an SOP that I would normally charge a substantial amount of money for. I gave it to you for free here. I'm not begging. I'm not trying to tug at your heartstrings. However, there is a Patreon campaign. If you feel like this episode was valuable, if you feel like you learned something, if you laughed at something, or you'd like to throw me a couple of bucks just for my time, I would appreciate that. The easiest way to do so is to check out my Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. There is a link in the show notes, a link in the video description that will get you right there. Thank you once again for all of the support. I look forward to that. Don't forget to check out the website at iregenetics.com, I-R-I-E-G-E-N-E-T-I-C-S.com, iregenetics.com. Everything you need will be right there. Questions, corrections, comments, and concerns. The email address, of course, is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your questions, corrections, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, positive feedback, or whatever else you've got to throw my way. I am ready to take it. Hook me up. Irie, no, grow from your heart at hotmail.com. The OCD is making me want to rearrange this so that the end of the show looks nice on the screen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, said that part. That is all I've got for you. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Rasta Bob. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Mm -hmm.